Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So welcome to this episode of the Rocks Pile Rockies Report, brought to you by RocksPile.com. My name is Kevin Henry, one of the co-experts at RocksPile.com. Joined today, as uh, hopefully always, by my good friend and fellow co-expert, Noah Yingling. Noah, what's going on today? Not much. How are you? Hey, I am good. It's our first podcast of 2020. We've been kind of quiet, let's be honest, uh, you know, uh, but when baseball Twitter just imploded yesterday on Thursday, if uh, for those of you who are listening to this on Friday, uh, as well as uh, the, the Larry Walker announcement by the Rockies on Friday, the thing that we've all been waiting for, the announcement that the jersey was finally going to be retired and number 33 would join Todd Helton and Jackie Robinson and Kelly McGregor out uh, above the uh, visitors' bullpen there at Coors Field. Uh, you know, Noah and I were like, gosh, we've got to get on and, and say something here. So uh, glad we can. And Noah, let's let's start with Larry Walker. Uh, you know, this uh, this announcement is something that I know I've written an article about the past. Uh, Aaron uh, has written about uh, for our side as well. And I was just really glad to finally see it come through. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time coming. But as you and I were talking about before we started, it's very odd the timing of it i mean not to be a downer on it but it's just it's like to me i would have either done it before well, I, I mean he last played with the rockies 15 well 16 seasons ago now 2004 um so i mean you could have done it not directly thereafter but shortly after that or, or shortly after he retired or you could have done it when he started on the Hall of Fame ballot or even I mean you could do it next week if he's elected but it seems weird that they're doing it on a Friday they're announcing it on a Friday and the election is or the results are going to be announced on Tuesday the, to me that's just very odd but hey at least it it's better late than never. Well, and, and I agree with that. And and I'm just like you. I'm very glad to see this happen. This is something that Larry Walker has deserved. Larry deserves so much more credit than he is being given across the country. And I'll be honest, uh, I think Rockies fans are going to be extremely disappointed when Tuesday comes. I think that Larry is going to miss the Hall of Fame by just a few votes in his 10th and final uh, eligibility season with the BBWAA. And it's a shame. 
Uh, it really is. Uh, and I hope I'm wrong. Trust me. I hope that you all point this out and say, uh-huh. you know, give me the millhouse and that I was wrong here. But I really think that it's something that there's been so much Coors bias. There's been so much talk about his durability. People not diving into the stats and all the great things that Manny Rondala has been trying to put out there. Um, but all that aside, it had the Rockies done this back Halloween time, you know, before voting really geared up for his 10th and final season, would it have made a difference? I think that that's a question we're all going to be asking this time next week. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, you, you could you could do it next week. You could do oh, could have done it after the season. You could have done it years ago. It's just it, it seems very odd on a Friday afternoon. Well, Friday afternoon Eastern time. I'm in the Eastern time zone, so I'm thinking afternoon. Um, but on a Friday, the the Friday before the election, it just seems kind of odd on the timing. But hey, it's it's better late than never. And I also agree with you. I think he's going to fall just short. Um, and the prediction models that some people have seem to be saying that as well. Uh, one of them I saw, I think it was last week, um, had him at 74.8%, meaning he would fall one vote short. And I mean, even just today of the ones that have gone into the tracker, um, there's been some ones and like, it's very odd. Like there was one from Newsday. Bonds, Clemens, Jeter. That's a, hey, that's, that's, it. that's, that's the Three Mount guys. Rushmore baseball. Are you kidding me? Come on. It's, <laughs> so yeah it's it's a bit odd um and especially seeing some ballots too uh, for me personally the the one that most people would think that i would think is a hall of famer but i do not is omar Vizquel. he was my favorite player growing up i was an indians fan growing up yeah great player he's not a hall of famer yeah yeah one he could he he wasn't that great of a hitter, but two he wasn't as great defensively as people make him out to be. He he made flashy plays, but he was not necessarily the best defender, it, at least by it, the numbers. Now, granted, the numbers from twenty five years ago aren't that great, but to me, I I think he's close but I don't think he's all so right. weird question here. And you and I have not talked about this before I ask you. So let's see your response. And, and that's because I didn't think about it until just now, but you know, you talk about Omar Vizquel and, and we know with Harold Baines getting in and all the eyebrows that that kind of raised a little bit. Do you think that there is a little bit of a, shall we say step back taken? Uh, you know, when, when Baines got in, I know a lot of people were wondering what that happened. And I was wondering at the time, if that would set some kind of precedent for maybe more questionable guys coming up in the near future. And, and I know Vizquel's getting some love. Uh, there's no question about that, but uh, that was something I remember thinking last year. And you just reminded me of that whenever you were talking about uh, the, the days of Indians gone by. Yeah. And I, I think that will happen. I, I think Vizquel is much more deserving than Harold Baines, but I mean, that's the yeah. thing with the veterans committees where if you can get uh, with it only being 12 people that are, well, 
no, it was 16 people who were voting. I mean, if you can get four or five people in there that you know, then that were associated with the player, that's what happened with Baines. His manager, Tony LaRusso, was in there. Former teammate, Roberto Alomar, was in there. His former boss, the White Sox owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, was in there. Um, And then his former GM, Pat Yellick, in Baltimore, was there. So he got the minimum amount of votes to get elected. That's true. And there's a third of his votes right there. And, and you know, and, and I can't say too much about the that's Veterans Committee because that's where Walker may fall, unfortunately, you know, if, if our prognostications are correct. But but it is something to think about uh, for sure because I know there's a lot of questions thrown out there about, oh, steroids and Coors Field, and, you know, all these guys who have asterisks next to them. And, and I also think that there may be some guys who are voted in by the Veterans Committee who maybe might have a little bit of that asterisk beside them as well. Yeah, another one is Bill Mazeroski. I mean, he was uh, he, he was not a good offensive player. And, I mean, you you look at his career. He was elected to the Hall of Fame by the Veterans Committee for one solitary reason. And that was winning the 1960 World Series. That's it. I mean, he was an all-star. He won some gold gloves. He was not all. And I really do think that we have to take a step back. And with all the statistics and the data that we have available to us today, and I know that there are a lot of people when it comes to Larry Walker, they refuse to look at the facts again, despite all the things that have been thrown out there and all the park adjusted stats and everything else, there were some voters who have said point blank, if I don't vote for a guy the first time, I don't ever vote for him. If he wasn't good enough the first year, he's not good enough the 10th year. You know, and, and I think that if we've got those kind of voters, that's a scary, scary mindset to have, especially whenever Walker's uh, entry into or keeping out of the Hall of Fame is going to be by such a razor-thin margin. And I I don't agree with that point that the writers were making on that. But what even perturbs me more is the writers. I know there was one in particular in Boston. Well, I didn't see Larry Walker play, so I can't vote for him for the Hall of Fame. So I'm going to vote Jeter. Uh, Manny Ramirez and Roger Clemens, I think it was. Um, there's a reason why there's stats out there. There's a reason why there's old games on the internet. There's a reason why in your at least 15-year career, um, or 10 or 15-year career, and it's been longer for that person because you to get a Hall of Fame vote, you have to be a member of the BBWAA for 10 years. Um, you've develop some relationships so you could even ask people like i don't know maybe you could talk to a thomas harding or a patrick saunders or even somebody uh, from the nls oh hey do you think larry walker was a hall of famer do you did you think that when he played um i have a computer and i can type in larry walker into google and click the first link and go to baseball reference and see Oh, okay, he won an MVP. Uh, He was a seven-time Gold Glove winner, a five-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, three-time batting title. 
got, uh, if you're looking for black type, he's got a lot of black type in there. Maybe I should do a little bit more consideration. And just while, I've say, uh, while I'm saying this, I've given more consideration than that writer did. And that writer has an actual Hall of Fame ballot. That's the problem. Yeah, it, it is the problem. And, you know, we as human beings are prone to bias. We as human beings are prone to uh, a closed mindset. It happens with a lot of things. It could be politics. It could be voting uh, for the Baseball Hall of Fame. You know, there's a lot of different things that we get very tunnel vision focused on. And the unfortunate thing is that, you know, and and for you folks in Denver, I'm going to kind of just twist this here for just a minute uh, and and talk Broncos for like 20 seconds, because that's really about all that I can stand uh, talking Broncos. <laughs> Sorry, I'm there. But, but, you know, one of the big things that happened over the, this past week was Randy Gratishar uh, did not get uh, nominated for the Football Hall of Fame. And there was a lot of outcry here in Denver. Well, look at his stats. Look at all the things that he did. You know, oh, and, and people were just up in arms. Uh, Broncos fans were. And I get the outcry because that's the same outcry that I get to see from Rockies fans every day. But I will also tell you that, you know, Gratishar, stat-wise, yes, I think he's a football Hall of Famer. But so is Larry Walker. And, you know, anybody in Colorado hopefully would agree with that if they really take a hard look at the stats. However, I know there's one sports writer here in the Denver area that will remain <laughs> nameless uh, who does not feel that way and is very adamant that he does not feel that way. And I will say that I believe that whenever you are local and you don't feel like your local player is Hall of Fame worthy, I think that there are repercussions for that out there in the uh, outer regions on the boat coast. And it's not even like Larry Walker is a fringe player. If you're on the bubble, okay. But And sometimes you see votes where you can tell it's a hometown one. In fact, there was a hometown one today. Susan Slusser, of, um, she works in the Bay Area, um, covers the athletics. And she voted for Eric Chavez. That's one right there. There was one that was 20 years ago, 20, 25 years ago now. Um, a Houston writer voted, um, gave a vote to Jim Deshays. Jim Deshays is not a Hall of Famer. Um, in fact, that was the only vote he got. Um, and he later became a Astros broadcaster, now Cubs broadcaster. But yeah, so I mean, sometimes you get some oddball hometown votes like that. Um, but I mean, borderline okay but uh, walker i most people are in agreement that he is at least one of the 10 best candidates on the hall of fame list right now as you would think and i agree and and i know you and i have talked about this and and my goodness rocky's twitter has been a buzz with this and again kudos to manny randawa for his banging the drum so much about this and you know and and the Denver Post has done a great job. Patrick Saunders and uh, Kyle Newman have done a great job of, of pushing it forward. Rockies PR has done an excellent job of building the case. But unfortunately, biases sometimes are just too tough of a nut to crack. And I think that there are going to be folks like that ballot that you mentioned earlier. 
the Bonds, Jeter, Clemens ballot, uh, folks like that, it's going to be really, really tough uh, for them to uh, see the greatness that was Larry Walker. Despite the stats, despite everything else, all they can think of is 5,280 feet above sea level, and it's a, it's a shame. And then the other thing with Walker, too, is, well, he was injured oh, yeah. all the time. He, he never played a full season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. You know, and my goodness. that You know, it, there there's so many holes that you can shoot in so many of these uh, negative theories that are out there about Walker. But, again, I will say, and, and, you know, you've said it as well, look at the numbers, look at the video, talk to people who were playing during that era and ask them how good Larry Walker wasn't just at the plate, but out in the field and on the bases. I mean, my goodness, this guy was your five-tool athlete, and anybody who was playing back in that era remembers how good Larry Walker was. Yeah, and even uh, even if that specific writer said, okay, I did the research, um, and I, I still don't think he's a Hall of Famer, okay, I, I don't agree with you, but at least you did the work to see okay, I I still haven't come to the conclusion that he's a Hall of Famer. But when you flat out say in your article explaining your uh, explaining your vote, and you said, eh, I never saw him. I covered the American League East. Um, and um, so since I never saw him, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. That That's a very poor excuse. And yeah. It just says you're lazy. Yep. And, you know, they're... We as human beings get lazy often. And we as, you know, like I said, we as human beings have biases. But whenever it's something that's important as a Hall of Fame vote, uh, I think that you do everything you can to make sure that you're on top of your game as a voter just as much as you're voting for those guys who you thought were on top of their game as a player. Yeah. And I would go so far as to say for that specific writer, if you aren't doing and really any other writer if you've got a hall of fame vote you aren't willing to put in the legwork and really the finger work just to actually do some research then you probably shouldn't have a hall of fame vote and and i will tell you i would love to see people get stripped of their hall of fame votes you know this this whole uh... yeah and luckily the they did start doing that a few years ago. They stripped the vote from a hundred and some odd people because there was, I know like there was one Rangers um, uh, who used to cover the Rangers. He hadn't covered the Rangers since 1983. Yep. Why in the hell does he have a vote? Yep. Now and, and I think that it's something that we've got to really take this uh, seriously, but you know, it, the the unfortunate thing is we're all sitting here with our pitchforks and our torches and oh, but the problem is it's already done. The, I mean the ballots are already in. It's done. And those of you who are going oh well the Rockies know something and that's why they're retiring number thirty three. I'm not thinking that's the case. I hate to tell you, I don't think the Rockies have been tipped off that Larry is going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think that this is much more a timing uh, thing. I think that that finally uh, the Monforts. And Larry, uh, it, it was discussed, and it was it felt that now was the right time. Why now was versus Halloween? I don't know, but uh, I know that this has kind of been a life preserver to a lot of Rockies fans in an off season that has just sucked on a lot of levels, unfortunately. 
Yeah, and one of the reasons that it's been that way, and to kind of segue into a different topic, um, I don't, I don't think the Rockies were set off either on the Walker thing because they apparently weren't set off on the Jerry Schemmel firing yesterday. Great point. They apparently were shocked and had no idea. That's, that's a that's a great point, and that is something that we are going to talk about in part two of this podcast. So we are going to be uh, ending part one right now because we always like to keep our podcast around 20 minutes for Rockies fans. Uh, you know, you don't want to hear us drivel on for five hours or even an hour for that matter. I mean, there's a lot of things that we want to hit quickly and talk about. And obviously, we value your input. So we're ending part one of the podcast now, but make sure that you come back for part two. Find the link of that because we're going to be talking about Jerry Schimmel. We're going to be talking about some of the Nolan Arenado rumors. And we're going to be talking about what can we really expect from this Rockies team in 2020. So, Rock Spile Rockies Report. We'll be right back with part two. Make sure you find us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.